If you have a tenant that vacates in a single family home, you're 100% vacant. You have no more income coming in on that asset. Whereas with a fourplex, wonderful thing about fourplexes is that you're really minimizing your vacancy risk. Welcome to the Break Free Real Estate Podcast, your daily guide to financial freedom through real estate. I'm your host, Jocelyn Kaufman, and I'm here with my co-host, David Robinson. And today, David and I are going to be debating, so a little bit different for you guys. We're going to be debating which one's better, a single family rental or a multifamily rental. And just to be clear, we both love both types of rentals. We both see the benefits in both types of rentals, but we thought it would be fun to um, have a little debate for you guys on which one is better. So David, do you want to kick it off with financing pros and cons for multifamily rentals? Yeah. So um, yeah, to, to reiterate what you said, like both are excellent and the most appropriate place for someone to start is wherever they can start, right? Getting started as soon as possible, whether that be multifamily or single family. But uh, making the argument for multifamily from a financing perspective, I mean, there's some pros and some cons. Number one, in multifamily, you can still get residential financing. So there's a distinction to be made between commercial multifamily and residential multifamily. That distinction from a financing perspective begins and ends at five units. So anything above five units from a financing perspective will be considered commercial multifamily. Anything two to four units is considered residential financing. So when you're getting a loan on a duplex, a triplex, or a fourplex, you still have the benefit of being able to get residential financing, uh, which often allows you to get a loan with 20% down if it's strictly an investment property. And in some cases, if you are occupying the property, sort of a house hack situation where you're living in one of the units and renting out the others, then you may even be able to get uh, into the property with even less down payment than that. And obviously circumstances will dictate uh, what you could potentially, uh, the minimum that you would need to put down. Um, but I would say that the 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 biggest pro to well, I will stop. I'll stop there, and I'll I'll pass it over to you from the financing perspective, and then we can cover some other pieces of it. Okay, good points, David. But with single family, with a single family rental, you can still house hack. I mean, you could rent out the different rooms, right? So if I buy a three bedroom house, two bath, I could rent out two of the rooms to two of my buddies, and still make my payments that way. And also single family is going to be more affordable most of the time. You can find a single family home that's a little bit bigger for less money than you'd have to pay for a duplex. Um, the other thing too is with single family homes, you could potentially find a mother-in-law house. And if you find the right mother-in-law, it could almost be like a duplex scenario yeah. where yeah. you know I'm kind of dipping into your lane but it's still essentially single family. Where for those that are just listening, we're smiling because I'm about to say I feel like that is in the multifamily lane versus <laughs> single family. So she's treading on my waters. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very not. good point. 
If you ask the lender, it's a single family residence. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so yeah, I mean, you can, a lot of times single family homes are going to be a little bit less money. Um, you can also always find single family homes with the ADU, or you can rent out the rooms um, and go about it that way. But with financing, it's going to be a lot more straightforward for, for the lender. And um, yeah, you're going to be able to probably get a little bit more square footage than you would if you got a multifamily. Yeah. And not... I know I'm making the argument for multifamily, but I would say that on the single family side, there's probably going to be uh, a a larger variety of opportunity mm-hmm. for you in that space. Yep. Whereas your, uh, you know, your available properties in the small multifamily space is going to be dramatically reduced. So you may yeah. not be able to find something that you would like to live in. So for example, if you're someone that does want a house hack and maybe find something with a mother-in-law, then going with a single family home that's comfortable for you and your family and something you would want to live in and you can also rent it is probably the better option. Anyways. Yeah. Um, David, you need to take a debating class. You're not <laughs> supposed to help the opposing side. <laughs> that's great. You're right. I love you're right. it. My bad. I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, now we're going to talk about vacancy risk, uh, single family versus multifamily. So uh, David, you can kick this off with um, your argument yeah. for vacancy risk. Well, I, I think one of the best arguments for multifamily is a very simple concept. And that is, if you have a tenant that vacates in a single family home, you're 100% vacant. You have no more income coming in on that asset. Whereas with a fourplex, wonderful thing about fourplexes is that you're really minimizing your vacancy risk because if one tenant leaves uh, or stops paying, then you're only 25% vacant and you still have income coming in to help you make the debt service payment or the, the monthly mortgage payment that you need to make. So that's probably one of my favorite arguments. And I know that this is going beyond vacancy, but just from a maintenance uh, perspective and a management perspective, um, having tenants that are consolidated uh, you know, four tenants that are consolidated into one location under one roof uh, can sometimes be an advantage when trying to manage the the tenant base. Nice. All good points. All good points. I'd like to point out with vacancy, if um, the single family investor, single family home investor is doing it correctly and putting aside money for vacancy throughout the year, then when that turnover does come, then that, sh- that money shouldn't be coming out of their pocket. It should be coming out of a savings account that they have been due diligently putting money aside for. And then I'd also like to point out that vacancy is going to be less common in a single family home. Um, and we're going to talk about this next, but the type of tenant you encounter, vacancy will be less common in a single family home versus a multifamily home. Again, all circumstantial and it depends on what type of tenants you're getting, but the vacancy risk, in my opinion, could be lower in the single family home if done right. Dang it. I'm about, uh, I'm going to refrain from uh, continuing to argue on the single family side on, on this point. So I'm, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> the listeners would love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you make a great point. Like, look, in a multifamily property, now it obviously varies, but the typical multifamily property, the square footage per unit is going to be lower 
than your single family property square footage per unit, right? And so the the single family property is going to lend itself to maybe a, a little bit more established tenant and potentially a very established tenant. So if you have a large home, you know, a 2,500 square foot home, four bedroom, two and a half bath property, well, that's going to lend itself to a very established tenant that is likely to stay long-term. Whereas uh, with multifamily, and you know your typical maybe 800 to 1,000 square foot units, um, that's going to be someone who's uh, a little bit more transient. And uh, you're going to have to deal with a little bit more t- turnover, that's for sure. Dang it. Making your argument again. Well, you're kind of hitting on what we're going to talk about next is what type of tenant um, each, each uh, type of rental property provides. So thanks for making my argument for me that Uh, Single family homes are going to have more long-term tenants, Um, but also kind of going against my argument just to even the scoreboard a little bit. (laughs) Um, It also depends on where your single family home is, what condition it's in. Because if if you have a C-class home in a bad neighborhood, you're not going to be getting good tenants and you might have more turnover. So finding those good single family homes and getting good tenants is going to age you in the long run. You're probably going to make more money. You're probably going to have longer tenants. The tenants are probably going to treat the property better because it's their home and they're going to take ownership in it. Whereas with a multifamily, the tenants aren't going to feel like it's their home as much because they have neighbors on all four sides of them. And so there are pros and cons of each. And like David started off, with this whole thing saying is that it, wherever you're at, if you can start at one place or another, or if you have more experience in one thing or another, then do that thing. Cause I have both, I have both multifamily and single family rentals. And I'm kind of thinking I want to start getting more single family rentals, but it all depends on the scenario and where it's at the location, what deals are available. So David, do you have anything to add? No, I think we covered it. I think the last little piece or plug that I'd make for multifamily is this. Um, generally, at this point in time, and, and I'd love to get your input on this, but you're going to be tapped out on residential financing after what? Maybe six to 10? Is it? I, I don't. I can't remember what the exact cutoff is, and maybe it's different per lender. Do you, do you have any insight into that? How many well, loans my- you can get? Yeah. Yeah. From my understanding, though, that would go for anything up to four units that Mm. in order for that to be different, you'd have to be investing in commercial. And so I personally ran into that scenario because I was a teacher and I had, you know, not a lot of money coming in that my debt to income ratio, first of all, was kind of ate up. And I think it is you can only have like seven, I want to say seven uh, conventional loans. Um but that would include fourplexes and duplexes right. and single family homes. So my my point is that if if you are going to be limited on the number of loans that you can have in your personal name and you're really wanting to scale a portfolio by unit count, well then going with multi-unit there's a pretty good argument for that because you know if you can if you can only get six loans, let's say, well you got 24 units if you go with fourplexes, right? If you can make that work. Uh, on the flip side, then you may be limited to six potential units with with single family. So maybe one more argument for for pushing the unit count 
<laughs> and having maybe a little bit more diversified tenant base because you have more units. So there you go. Yeah, nice. Um, I mean, if I were to say who won the argument, I would say me just because I was so good at convincing you that single family homes were better that you wanted to argue on my point. So <laughs> that's a good point. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Anyways, I hope that you guys got a little bit of a understanding of the of the differences between multifamily and single family homes. Um, really, we both love both types of rentals and um, whatever works best for you is what you should do. And obviously, you should look into each option a lot more than this five minute podcast that you're listening to today. So that's it for today. For more daily investing tips and real estate secrets, don't forget to visit breakfreerealestate.com and make sure to like subscribe and share our podcast. We will see you tomorrow.